0: and welcome to another episode of She Salt. Today, I have a young lady here that I followed for a few years now. And actually, she was a yoga instructor at my old yoga studio for a bit. And I I really loved her energy. And it was very, although she's much younger than I, there was this very um, nurturing feeling that came from her. So when I understood what she did I understood how I read her energy the way I did my guest today is Kaylee Harris Kaylee thank you for being here
1: thank you so much and thank you so much for having me
0: you're welcome you guys Kaylee's coming to us tonight via phone um, so you know the sound may be a little different but it should still be fine so Kaylee is um, a very interesting young woman Kaylee first of all how old are you
1: I am 37, but I will be 38 at the end of this month.
0: Okay. So what Kaylee does is she's a doula, uh, a birth doula. And she's studying to be a certified professional midwife. That's where she's, that's what her goal is. That's the journey she's starting now. But she's also a yoga instructor and she is a prenatal yoga instructor. Um, And she got her start in uh, yoga through Ashtanga in Vinyasa, but it's prenatal that um, sort of is her passion with yoga. So I want to ask you, what started this journey with you into this world of, of women and birth. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, it, to me, this is, has got to be a calling.
1: It, it is. I say that all the time, especially with birth work, especially with doula work, because I'm on call most of the time. Yeah. Um, it is, it's a job that I love so much, but
0: I imagine if I didn't love it as much as I did, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it. Well, <laughs> babies don't come between like eight and four or nine and five. No.
1: <laughs> no, mostly middle of the night.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you're ready to go. So for well, yes. can I explain. You know, I, we we tend to think everybody knows what a doula is, but I there's people out there that may not really understand what that means because we mentioned this earlier when you and I were speaking privately that that the word doula has become a bit of a buzzword for people who who want to use that word to embellish what they do or not to embellish it but just to for people to understand what they do so can you tell us what the what that means
1: yeah of course um so a doula is somebody that helps guide you through labor We are not medical providers, um, so we can't do things that a medical provider would do, such as blood pressures, fetal heart tones, um, cervical checks, that sort of thing. Um, Basically, the way I explain it is that I'm kind of a guide through birth. I help my clients figure out what... Perfect birth looks like for them. Um, It's also really important for me personally to leave my biases out of it um, and really kind of figure out, like, okay, what does that look like for you? For some people, that is, you know, no interventions, no drugs. For other people, it is going to the hospital and getting an epidural. And it's, um, you know, and for other people, it's going in and having a C section. And so it's me helping them to figure out what does this perfect birth look like and then how are we going to get that? And I use the connections that I made in this area specifically to help them find a provider that's going to be a good fit for them, a hospital or birth center that's going to be a good fit for them. And then I'm there for them throughout their pregnancy to help them build their birth plan, plan for, um, for comfort, you know, even if you're planning to get an epidural, it's important to have a plan for pain management because sometimes the epidural works really well and sometimes it doesn't. So I we know. really prepare. I give them resources, things that they can look at, research. Um, and then I'm there with them throughout their birth, whether that's at home or at the hospital. Um, there just has to be a medical provider there. So if we're at home, that's the midwife. If we're at the hospital, that's either a nurse, midwife, or a doctor. Um, And then I usually stay with them until after the baby's born help a little bit with breastfeeding. And then I also help them if they need resources like um, public floor physical therapy, chiropractors, um, lactation consultants and that sort of thing.
0: Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. So you're sort of a birth manager. You're a consultant. You're um, an organizer. (laughs) And I think it's beautiful. You know, I. Because especially first time moms, I think it's it's just also scary. And it's and and mm-hmm. some some young women might not have family around that they can right. that they can go to and ask these questions. And doctors are busy and nurses are busy. Mm-hmm. So to have someone that is listening to you and your worries and your hopes and all of that has got to be you know, it's got to take a lot of the stress out of the process for them.
1: I think that it does. And I just think, you know, having somebody that you are building a relationship with throughout your pregnancy and then having that person at your birth, you know, I think we all like doctors, nurses, midwives, we all play a part in the birth, but my part is just to kind of build that relationship with my client and be that kind of constant for her throughout her, not just her labor, but also her pregnancy.
0: Yeah, because you're you're giving them physical attention, emotional attention, Mm -hmm. Um, you're giving them informational support, you know, and you've got to have all that information at your fingertips, and then it changes with each client, I'm sure.
1: It does. Yes, it does. And even the physical or the in-person support changes with each client. I have some that want me to be very hands-on and do like yeah. counter pressure, you know, on their low back or massage or something like that. And then I have others that really just want to know that I'm there supporting them. Right. I want verbal support. And so you kind of have to be a little intuitive and read the room and figure out what each person needs in that moment.
0: So I think this is where your yoga training probably has come in handy.
1: Yes, I think so, too. And I really think they go
0: hand in go hand.
1: hand,
0: in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually had the privilege of teaching some uh, a woman some breath work to use when she was in labor. And um, I think that I, I just felt... Connected to it, even though I wasn't physically there, because she yes. messaged me and she goes, I used your breath work when I was in labor. And she goes, I thought of you the whole time. And and she goes, it helped me so much. And I, and I had to go see the baby after she told me that. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, look, look at what, how I helped out. You know, it was my little, yes. um, I just loved it. It felt so satisfying to know that in some way I helped this baby or this mom deliver this baby. And all yes. I did was teach breath work you know
1: well and that's huge though because honestly I tell people the biggest thing that they need to get through contractions are breath and relaxation and figuring out how to breathe through contractions so you probably helped her immensely in that moment
0: oh yeah she had a huge baby too it was like 12 pounds or something it was, cra- oh it was crazy. it was crazy it was crazy it was incredibly huge. But you know, I, I, so we were talking earlier, and I want us to kind of share this. So what's for me, I have found interviewing people in the yoga world that yoga is this gateway into into a life that's different than mm-hmm. it was before you were introduced to it, it and if you yes. stick with it long enough, it changes your life. It changes the way you think, this the way you see. You know, it changes everything. So, tell me about your yoga journey, just briefly.
1: Yeah, so I picked up yoga when I was in, I think, it was in my late teens, early twenties probably around eighteen nineteen. And my mom had a VHS tape of this Allie McGraw yeah. yoga video. And I can't remember the other yogi's name that's with her, but I did that yoga video every day. I did it once and I was just
0: hooked. Yeah, girl, video. me too. Mine was Raquel Welch and it was a VHS <laughs> tape, but it stuck with yes. me. Yes.
1: It did so much so that, like, a few years ago, I I bought no a way. VHS player on eBay oh, and wow. found a copy of that. Is <laughs> so it that as good as
0: you again. remember?
1: it actually is it actually is if I could find it right now I would I would still do it that's so funny good flow
0: yeah (laughs) I've done that with some not so far back as the VHS but when they were on DVD and now you can find them on like YouTube or whatever and I've I've pulled back some of those that I that just made me fall in love with my practice and I was like they're still pretty good they're still pretty good
1: yes they are pretty solid um and so doing that I think I think for me it helps me in so many ways um because I also have a little bit of ADHD and so my brain is constantly moving yeah uh, I'm constantly thinking right and so for me yoga is such a good way for me to calm myself in a, in a natural way me too um And to keep, you know, to find one thought or one breath and focus on that. And I think that's what really kind of sealed it for me. And ever since then, yoga has been a part of my life in some way or another. I've kind of like, you know, I'll leave it a little bit, but I always find my way back to it.
0: And one thing yoga has helped me with, and you mentioned like you have to read the room. And yoga has really helped me do that as an instructor. Yes. Because as an instructor you you read people as they come in the room. you become a, a people reader, an energy reader to a degree. you know I'm not when they walk in there's not an a judgment placed on them, but I can generally be like this person may not want me to adjust them. you know so I will if I read the room generally I will give, Uh, instructions before class like if you don't want adjustments you know leave turn your palms up or you know something like that because I don't want to invade anybody's energetic field you know Mm -hmm. so when you were saying like some people may want you to touch them you know when they're when they're stressed out and they're pregnant or whatever and some people may not and you'd have to honor what they want right yes Yeah, so I I think think yoga. Yeah, I think yoga might have helped you do that. But how did yoga lead you into doula? So they
1: kind of both happen at the same time. So when I was pregnant with my second baby, with my son, um, my first, I kind of, I guess I'll back up just a little bit. My first birth was um, kind of stressful in that my provider really pushed for a c-section because my baby was measuring big um I did not know a lot about number one I didn't have a lot of education around pregnancy um I didn't really exercise a lot during that pregnancy I didn't really eat well um and then I had a provider that that was really pushing a c-section because my baby was measuring big so with my first I kind of just went with the flow. I did have a C-section. I had a healthy baby, but it wasn't the birth that I wanted it to be. And gotcha. so when I got pregnant again with my son, I decided that I really wanted to have um, what's called a VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after a C-section. I wanted a different experience with that. Um, and so I hired a doula. And I also kind of made a bigger commitment to my own health throughout this pregnancy. So I did a lot more exercise. I did cardio and I did yoga every day.
0: Um,
1: And yoga was the thing that brought me the most relief from my pregnancy symptoms and it helped me more balance throughout my pregnancy. I feel like my emotions were more balanced when I did yoga and it really helped me with things like I had really bad sciatic nerve pain um, mm. that if I did not stretch, I would be curled up on the couch and my daughter would be watching multiple movies. that right, day right. And so the days that I would actually do my yoga and stretch and did it consecutively it almost made that pain go away um so after my son was born I did get to have my feedback vaginal birth after a c-section he was just as big as my daughter um my first was nine pounds nine ounces my son wow. was nine pounds six ounces and he came out just fine um But after that is when I really felt that calling to get into birth work. Um, And so I knew that at the same time I was doing my training for doula um, services, I wanted to also do my 200-hour yoga teacher training. So I found uh, my teacher down in Birmingham, and she was able to do to work with me with my schedule to do my training so I was actually traveling to Birmingham and doing a doula training and raising my son or wow. son and daughter you know but my son was an infant so all at the same time.
0: Wow that's a lot.
1: It was a lot but I'm really thankful that I did because it been really great to kind of marry those two passions that I have about birth and, you know, moving your body in a good way during pregnancy and connecting the breath and all of those things just go together so
0: perfectly. Yeah, they go together great. I mean, I, I wish... Well, you know, I say it all the time. I wish everybody did yoga in some capacity. I think it would be a better world. But for a pregnant woman to be doing yoga and to control her moods and emotions and breasts and all of that naturally Mm -hmm. or as naturally as she can, um, it, it only makes for a healthy mommy and a healthy baby, you know, um, keeping those yes. serotonin levels and all of that in check mm-hmm. is, is vital, even if you're not pregnant, but if you are, it's even twice or, or three times, depending on how many you have in the oven there. It's even, three. it's even more important. Um, you know, when I was having babies, which was 30, over 30 years ago, um, this, this this, there were doulas, there were midwives. I remember hearing about them. It just wasn't sort of in the circle that I grew up with. Everybody had their babies mm-hmm. in the hospital. Um My, f- and without, you know, your, your support system was your doctor and the nurses. And I'm sure with everybody's family, it's different. There may be family that really rallies around and everything. But mm-hmm. I do believe that There's a a good relationship that can be created through this because, you know, I I do remember when I was pregnant with my first child, I felt like I was being inundated with advice from Mm -hmm. uh, from every woman that has ever had a child (laughs) like, (laughs) well, don't do this. And you need to do this and make sure when the baby's born, you know, there was just a lot of advice being like force fed. And all of it was with the best intentions. But as a new mother, I was really trying to listen to what everybody was saying to me. And a lot of things were conflicting. And I just Mm -hmm. didn't know. So, you know, looking back, it would have made perfect sense for me to, to seek out a source that is listening to me and my concerns and, and and can seek out the inform if they don't have the information I seek they will help me find it Yes, you know so I think sometimes having someone that is strictly in your corner you know mm-hmm. that is there that that is their job <laughs> to be in your corner yes. that I think that's incredibly valuable
1: I agree with that 100%. And that's that's what I always say when I talk about my own experience with having to do It was just having somebody in my corner that I could go in to my doctor and say, you know, I don't want to have a C-section. I've researched this. I know what the risks and benefits are. And I had somebody sitting there telling me like, this is good. You're doing the right thing. You know, whereas with my first, I just didn't know enough to go in and say anything. And you're absolutely right about the advice it's overwhelming the amount of advice or information um that pregnant people get from from just the world from just walking out and looking obviously pregnant I had people come up to me and tell me traumatic stories yeah in the middle of target and it's like this is really not helpful thank you
0: right (laughs) yeah
1: you know just and to have somebody there to like you know, check things out with, talk things through, and, you know, just to have a cheerleader too, Yeah, um, it's so, so helpful.
0: Well, I think too, with when you're, when you're pregnant and, you know, even though it's, it's truly you and this baby, I mean, you're walking around as one, mm-hmm. you, you are the one that is, is the incubator for this new life that you're about to bring into the world. So Mm -hmm. I all, and although that is true, there's people outside of you who want to lay claim on your body and your child and want, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're like, well, I want, I, I would want you to do this or that's dangerous. Maybe you shouldn't do that. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's coming at you really. And I think yes. we've been gifted w- as mothers and, and this mothering instinct will start with you. I think, mm-hmm. right. I think you, as soon as your body knows you're pregnant, I think your mothering instinct is alive and well. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. like surging through you, you know? Yes. And I think that is our gift as women as mothers as childbearers is that that intuition and and I think because everybody is giving you their opinion and laying claim on your baby your body and granted there may be a dad you know maybe the dad does have a voice here I'm not saying he doesn't but mm-hmm. I'm saying the physical and biological connection that you have to your child Needs to be nurtured mm-hmm. and needs to be listened to and heard. Yes. And in order for you to connect to that intuition, and that intuition is your higher self that is not only looking out for your well being, it is looking out for your child. And yes. we and we have to return to that guidance because your mm-hmm. body, I believe your body knows what you need. It's like you said, I, you said, I needed a vaginal birth. You didn't want a C-section. Mm-hmm. Your body was saying, I can deliver this baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Yes. Uh, I, sorry, I not mean to interrupt you. Um, I agree with this so much. So I talk about this in, I also teach the birth class and I talk about this with my birth class. Um, when we talk about making medical decisions, my favorite acronym for making medical decisions is the brain acronym so that's like what are the benefits of this thing what are the risks what are the alternatives what is your intuition telling you and then what if we do nothing but I always emphasize the what is your intuition telling you because like the way modern medicine is right now we're disregarding people's intuition and especially I think you're absolutely right. When you're pregnant, your body knows and your body can feel what your body is going through as well as your babies. like there have been different studies that show that, you know, you carry the DNA of your babies. Um, you're, you're one, you know? And so I always tell clients like if you feel something is wrong, you need to say something about it. You are your own biggest advocate there. But if we don't tap into that intuition, then we miss out on all of these different things. And, um,
0: it, it's crazy oh to me because too, if you think about it, there's a language that's happening between you and your baby mm-hmm. the whole time. Your baby's telling you what it needs. You're you're mm-hmm. you're soothing your 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 baby in utero all the time. There's there's a shift that happens within yourself where you're like, I've got, you know, I, you know, there's something else at stake besides yourself. And so does your higher self. And so does your physical body. So, mm-hmm. you know, when someone is saying you need to eat this and you know, that that makes you sick, <laughs> you don't, right. Right?
1: You do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same to kind of bring it back to yoga. Um, I found it really interesting when I was pregnant. I didn't really do prenatal yoga when I was pregnant. I just found YouTube videos and adapted on my own. Um, but when I went through my yoga teacher training and we were going through prenatal yoga, I noticed that a lot of the things that you're not supposed to do prenatally, like, um, You know, when you fold forward and you're pregnant, you need to bring your legs out to make room for the belly so that you're not compressing Mm -hmm. Um, those veins in the lower belly um, or the blood vessels down there. I would find that when I was pregnant doing yoga and I would do that, I would feel nauseous. My body was like, no, do not do this. And so for pretty much everything that I learned about prenatal yoga... I adjusted on my own because I'm in tune with my body right. and my body is like, Nope, don't do this. Yeah. And so that's the conversation that I have with a lot of my prenatal yoga students too. Is like, listen to your body. If your body is feeling, you know, if it's like discomfort from holding a posture for a while, that's one thing. But if your body is telling you to get out of this position, you're feeling nauseous, you're feeling uncomfortable, then listen to your body and find a position that feels better for you until we move to the next thing.
0: Right. Right. So I, you know, I think as I think that, when, you know, when we got back to everybody's giving them direction, everybody's giving them advice. So, you know, cut the cut the chatter, <laughs> just get a doula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you can hear what everybody says. And then you can run it by your doula as well. Like, hey, so and so said this, but I don't really feel like this. And, and the doula will help you rationalize yourself through a lot of this. So you're not so yes. confused.
1: Yes, yes. I think just having somebody to say, okay, hey, somebody told me this, what do you think? And I find this a lot too with like TikTok now um, because a lot of people will post like these TikTok videos that are scaring especially new moms about certain things mm-hmm. and so I'll have clients yeah. that will come and be like, I saw this on TikTok I'm really scared of this oh, happening no. and I'm like, well, that doesn't you know, I've only seen this happen one or two times in an emergency situation you know, but they have Thirty seconds to grab someone's right, attention. right, or and I guess up to three minutes now. But and
0: they're going to get yes. the most dramatic moment that they possibly can,
1: right? But it's just like the inundation of advice or information that's not always correct is just increasing, you know, as social media increases too. So just having somebody that you can say, "Hey, is there any validity to this, or is this something I should be afraid of?" Right, it's really helpful for that too
0: cool all right so you are um, studying to be a CPM which is a certified mm-hmm. professional midwife right yes so how does that differ from the role that you're in now as a doula
1: so this will differ it doesn't differ yet until I've completed my training but um, when I am a CPM I will be able to attend home birth and Um, A CPM is a medical professional in a home birth or a birth center setting. Um, A CPM, there's several different ways to arrive at CPM, but all CPMs have to take um, what's called the NARM exam um, and then get licensure through the state of Alabama. So doulas are certified, but there is no licensing body that you have to answer to. Um, and there are some uncertified doulas. You could just wake up one day and say, I'm going to be a doula. It just kind of depends on the path that you want to take to become mm. one. Whereas CPM, it's um, a lot different as far as the skills that you need to have, um, the training that you need to have, because you are at that point a medical provider. Now, CPMs can't, you know, they look at, low risk women so home birth you have to um you have to fit in that low risk profile in order to give birth at home with a cpm um if there's anything going on like preeclampsia that sort of thing then you know depending on the midwife they may risk out for different things um but there are certain like emergent situations that at that point, they would have to go to the hospital. But for the vast majority of people, um, most people are in that low risk range. It's just learning to manage those things and see the signs of that risk, mm-hmm. so that you can have a safe birth at home or in a birth center.
0: Yeah, I wonder how many years back it was when people were majority having their births at home. I mean... It, it wasn't as far back as we think it was.
1: Mm-mm. It wasn't. A really good movie um, or film to watch about this or documentary is called The Business of Being Born. And it addresses that shift from home birth to hospital birth and how it's become more of a business in hospitals yeah. um, and how actually there is almost like a smear campaign right. um, against midwives. Um, to get people into the hospital when that shift was made. Um, And it's really fascinating to me because there are a lot of other countries and cultures that see a midwife and not an OB unless they risk to that point. So in a lot of other places, the OB is like the surgical specialist and most people see a midwife unless they have to hit that high risk point and then they go see an OB. Whereas here... You know, it's, it's the opposite. It's not exactly the same. It's the opposite. Most people see an OB, but people that are giving birth at home or with midwives is definitely in the in the minority.
0: But do you see a rise?
1: I do. I think it is definitely growing. Um, I think actually during COVID, those numbers went up pretty dramatically. Yeah. I don't know the statistics, but it is kind of making a comeback. Um, and I think in this area too, it's growing exponentially because in Alabama. They just passed the law to make um, home birth legal here. I think it was 2018. Um, So before then, if you wanted to have a home birth, you had to travel to Tennessee or Georgia. Um, And then now the very first birth center in Alabama has just opened in Birmingham. So things are changing. When I first started, there weren't any uh, CNMs, which is a certified nurse midwife, um, which is a a totally different path, but CNMs generally practice in the hospital. In the state of Alabama, CPMs are the home birth midwives. But when I first started, there were no CNMs locally. Um, I think there was one in Athens that she had left, but at Huntsville Hospital, Crestwood, this area, um, there weren't any. And now we have several that are practicing in, in the local hospitals.
0: I think that's great need
1: to like more options for people
0: yeah i mean you know nothing against anyone that chooses a hospital birth that's beautiful and it's 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 mm-hmm. just as special but you know i i do believe that if you if you wish to have your baby at home and there's no risk no real risk to you or the or, or minimal risk, let's mm-hmm. say, to you right. and, and the baby, and that's really what you want. And you want it in that environment and in that energy field that you've created. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's your child. You should be able to to do that. And absolutely.
1: I I think it all kind of comes down to informed consent, because if we're being honest about birth, there's always risk there, whether you're in the hospital, whether you're at home, you know, and I think as long as we have competent providers for home birth and hospital and we are educating families on what their choices look, you know, like, what are your choices? What are the risks and benefits of these choices and allowing families to make those decisions then that's where we should be you know outlying people from home birth or right. telling people that they can only birth with an OB in the hospital is doing a disservice to people that want a different experience sure
0: sure and you know the, there's there I am sure I am sure with these home births that there is a plan should an emergency arise you know the, yes. that everything all the ducks are in a row like we're 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 always hoping for the best but we're ready if something goes wrong and you know, that's part of the process, I'm I'm sure.
1: Absolutely. If you are working with a trained, licensed midwife, um, they are trained to see the signs of any complication. And they do have a plan to transport or to call EMS if needed, um, either for the birth or for the baby after. I've attended complication-free home births as a doula and I've attended births that have had complications and I've seen these midwives in action and they know what they're doing um but I think it is also really important that you that people are vetting their midwives you know finding out what their education is are they licensed um yeah you know and do you know what to do what's your plan if something goes wrong you know and taking the time to interview people and listen to your gut again on ask lots
0: ask lots of questions (laughs) Yes. make a list of all the questions yeah because this is an important decision that you're going to make for sure
1: it is you want to know you know the it's hard sometimes for people to kind of wrap their heads around anything that might go wrong. But I think those are the questions that you really need to be asking. Yeah. If, if there's a problem, what happens? You know, how, what's your plan to to the hospital? Yes. Do you you have a relationship with an OB that might take me on? Do you go to the hospital with me? You know, and just things like that so that, you know, with my home birth doula clients, we make a birth plan for the hospital, whether or not they're planning to go at any point you know sure. and that way if they do have to transfer they're prepared they know what's going to happen at the hospital they know what their options are what they can say no to and you know and then at that point I either either allow the midwife to go or I'm on standby to swap out because you know usually it's good for the midwife to go in and just you know kind of transfer the information over to the doctor but then yeah. I can step in if needed.
0: Cool so you've seen some births yes i've seen a lot of births. okay so tell me about the first one you saw because watching it has to be different than delivering your child i mean i've had three but i haven't seen one be born
1: it is it is always and i'll say like i i've attended many many births and i will say that it never ever gets old like there's always it's always beautiful like it No matter how this child enters the world, like, it is always beautiful. And so my very first birth, you know, it was was a little bit scary. Um, It was scary just because with doula work, there's not a lot of... people that will apprentice you so you just kind of like you finish your certification and then you're out there in the world um but what I was really struck by how in tune I was with my client how I kind of knew what she needed without her really telling me you know and to watch her transform um like it's really hard to put into words, you know. Yeah. You just see this like raw power and raw beauty,
0: magical, and
1: this person that's giving birth, you know. And it's always just without a elect- lack, you know. I don't have a better word. But it's always magical to yeah. see it happen and to find see somebody find their power and like reach down inside themselves and like and deliver a baby. Yeah, one of the coolest things. I've ever had the honor of, of
0: seeing. Yeah, it's not sissy stuff. I mean no. <laughs> we're superhuman when we're in the throes of birth. I, I believe that. I believe that's that's where our um, superhuman powers come from. And I do believe that we are the super powers of the race because it takes a lot of the human race. It takes yeah. a lot for women to bring life into this world it takes a lot of power it takes a lot of strength mm-hmm. um, and I, th- I think that gives us that superpower edge as women That and we all have this ability in us whether we ever give birth to a child or not that power mm-hmm. lives inside of you whether you've ever given yes. birth or not and I believe it's we store it in reserve for those moments when we need it Mm -hmm. So you're getting to witness that, right? You get to see that in action. Cool. And
1: it's always such an honor. And it doesn't matter how they give birth, because I see that power in them, whether it is, you know, unmedicated, medicated, C-section. Like, all of these people that I've attended are so strong and so powerful. And, like, just to, and also just to, like, see somebody become a parent. And I yeah. see that for both sides of it too. Right. To watch a family grow is such an honor. But you're absolutely right. That power is, is in all of us and it's just it's amazing to watch it happen.
0: Yeah. I mean when you just think about the the mystery of pregnancy anyway and mm-hmm. and, and being brought into the light, into the world. You know, it's like you're watching an initiation into the human race. It's just incredible. Yeah, it's- it's incredible. I, I admire you and what you do. I don't know that I could do it. <laughs> I, I, I can say I would like to witness a birth. Anybody watching yeah. it, anybody listening, sometimes, hey, you know, we could do a podcast about it.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> I'm all for it. Um, but no, I, I think what you do is incredibly beautiful. And and I'm proud to know you that you do this. I oh, think it's you. it's just such a cool way to make your way through the world, you know, and to think about being witness to life being born, you know, how cool is yeah. that?
1: It's the coolest. It's it changed me. It has 100% changed me as a person and you know, changed the way I look at the world and interact with people, for it, sure.
0: It gives you hope, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly. probably hope we all could use. I mean, how can you not have hope when you're seeing new life come into the world all the time?
1: Yeah, it is. It's such a, uh, such a beautiful thing. Mm.
0: Well, I love what you do. Tell everyone how they can find you.
1: Yeah, so you can find me um, online. My website is www.breathelovebirth.com. Also on Instagram at um, breathe love birth, and on Facebook, that's also at breathe love birth.
0: Okay, and just send me show notes, and I'll put all that in uh, the cl- the show description too. So you guys, you can find it um, if you know if you get through the podcast, it'll be it's also in the show notes too. Um, well, Kaylee, thank you so much. Do you have anything you want to add or just something you want to share with people about what you do or anything like that before we close out?
1: Um, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be on your podcast and to be included with, you know, you and all these amazing women that you are hosting on your podcast. It's such an honor. Um, and I guess I would just like to say that, you know, For birth specifically, it's really important for people to kind of take that into their own hands, Um, educate, um, educate themselves on what your options are. You know, if you can get a doula, it's one of the best things that I have, you know, ever done as somebody giving birth. Um, And I also say, you know, interview people, find somebody that you match energy with and that you connect with, because it's a really intimate space you know you want someone in there that that you are connecting with and building that relationship with so interview most doulas do a free consultation i do just to make sure that we're a good match um but i believe that everybody can have a beautiful experience and it just kind of comes down to educating themselves or finding somebody to educate you on what those options are and again listening to your intuition and listening to your body and Making sure that you're getting the care that you need.
0: Yeah, listen to that mind body connection for sure. Mm-hmm. It's yes. it's vital. It's important for sure. Okay. It is. Well, I think I think again, I think what you do is beautiful. And you know, I, I I was thinking about this today, and I'm like, I'm not. You know, I love what you do, and I'm very drawn to it. And I was just curious what why I'm so drawn to this with you. And I think there is the a lot of ties here, one is the yoga for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is being given this choice to do things a little bit more holistically if you choose to mm-hmm. and,
1: yes. and
0: and I think that that has was sort of stripped away from us for a bit and it's starting to mm-hmm. emerge. and for someone like me or, or people who are listening to that that are really trying to embrace that side, of mm-hmm. not just the medical field, but health and you know just your general well-being, how you live your life, and things like that. So I, th- I think it's beautiful that they're being given this choice now. It's a choice. It's an yeah. option. You know, it's it on is. the table. You can explore mm-hmm. it freely, and I think that's what's beautiful about it. We're getting to a place with this to where there's not shame in choosing mm-hmm. this path. So. Thank you right. to you. And, and first of all, you are very welcome to be a part of this podcast. I admire you and what you do. Uh, thank so thank you, you for coming. Um, but everyone, you know, you have options out there, you know, yeah. um, make that mind body connection because it's your body and it's going to tell you mm-hmm. what it needs. And if this is if you're pregnant or, or considering uh, conceiving a child in the new fu- near future or find yourself pregnant, and this is an avenue that you want to explore. Investigate it. Ask questions. Yes. Interview people. See if it's for you. And then listen to what your your mind and your body is saying. Because it'll tell yes. you.
1: And yeah. do it early because a lot of us book up quickly.
0: <laughs> there's not a lot of them around here.
1: <laughs> no, there's not. I mean, always reach out even if you're at the end of pregnancy. But the earlier, the better <laughs>
0: That's good advice. So, um, yeah, have a sit down with self and see if it's an avenue you want to get into quickly or not. All right, Kaylee, thank you so much for for being with me today. And um, I will talk to everyone soon. Namaste. Thank you. You're welcome. Namaste. (laughs)